The Ringer Reality TV Podcast is the home for all things unscripted TV. The feed will feature challenge recaps with Johnny Bananas, Bachelor in Paradise recaps from Amelia Wedemeyer, and a weekly survey of the reality TV landscape with Juliet Littman and Callie Curry. And much more coverage across the reality spectrum from Survivor to Below Deck to Selling Sunset. Check out the Ringer Reality TV Podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringers Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Charles, Coke Baby Chuck Holmes, the 24 karat closer. We are Jomi, the explainer, a dinner on. We are Jonathan, little Spidey, Karma. Filling in today. For the cuddly New Year's bear is Little Spidey. He's like Little Spidey. He just got bit. He's crawling, crawling up the wall. I wonder if I can crawl Leave to the Carmelo. top. Leave is the voice Carmelo. necessary? Carmelo. Like I wonder. I wonder if I can crawl to the top and then I swing. Woo, Little Spidey! You know what he? Spy, you know what he is? Hold on, really? You know what Jonathan is? Spider Man freshman year. <laughs> oh my god little spidey jonathan kerma's filling in for steve today and the old man van here the receding hairline together we are known as the midnight boys okay thanks for the sound effect there see little spidey you didn't you didn't come through with the sound effect now we have to put it in post leave that in by the way little spidey this is a little shaky Okay, you're still, wearing, you're still wearing your old suit. You got to get your Stark Tech. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, we really appreciate Jonathan filling in today. Steve is off today. Um, program reminders before we begin. It's Boba Fett time. It's Boba time. You like some Boba in your tea, we're going to give it to you here on both the Midnight Boys and House of R. House of R is going to give you a deep dive into chapter two of the book of Boba <laughs> Fett. We got a fun one for you today as we look at episode two of the book of Boba Fett. We'll let you know what we thought of the second episode. We're going to cover some DC news. A lot of news happening in DC. DC, which stands for Direct Causes of Us Having Fun. <laughs> DC, Direct Causes, kind of. John, I don't, I don't think that's true. Jomi says, no, that's not what it stands for. That's not what it stands for at all. It doesn't stand for, it doesn't stand for Diabolical chaos? No. A fandom? No? No. 
No, it doesn't stand for dreaded causality of fandom. <laughs> Oh, actually, right. like, let's actually get like this that train one. running. Uh, actually, like that, that one. one. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> okay. Let's get this train. Uh, so we're going to cover some DC news, including reports on some major changes to the DC EU. And we've heard you guys' cries. We're going to do a little lock in with my guy Jomi. Jomi is out here locking in, playing defense like Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> locking people up, lock in for Cobra Kai. All right. Before we do anything else, though, uh, we got to go ahead and get into Boba Fett, and I am on fire excited. I'm jammed up. <laughs> I'm jammed up. I don't care what anyone People were getting at you a little bit. People, people were getting at us. I was seeing the um, some of the replies, people not liking Boba Fett so far. Yeah, well, fuck them. That's how I feel. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I saw a tweet from... A friend of mine, his name is Diggs World on Twitter. And it was so funny. It's one of the funniest tweets I've ever read. He's from Toronto. He's a director. Great guy. Nice follow on Twitter. He's mad at one of their players, Pascal Siakam. <laughs> and he said on Twitter, he said, yo, Pascal Siakam is trash. He's fucking terrible. Fuck you if you think differently. That's how mad he was at Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I'm on board with Boba Fett is amazing. It is great, fantastic television. And fuck you if you think differently. That's how I feel. Uh, I still love you. I still going to hug you and rub your back. You know what I mean? But uh, I love Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. Okay, before we get to anything else, uh, let's run that spoiler warning. We're getting ready to talk about Boba Fett. You're listening to a reaction Podcast. The spoilers are coming. Thank you very much, Kerm. I see that Kerm has pots and pans in his background, and it looks like to me, sitting on his rack right there is one of those gold pots that uh, you buy from QVC that they tell you to put a brownie in and then for some reason scrape the brownie off because the pot won't stick. <laughs> I don't know why you bought that during the pandemic, Kerm, but you need to kind of fix your life. Okay. Now, I don't even want to reply. Don't want to reply. <laughs> Time for the Midnight Manifest. Uh, Charles, what you got? All right. The Midnight Manifest for the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 2. This is The Tribes of Tatooine, directed by Steph Green, who has directed on shows like The Watchmen, Luke Cage, Preacher, written by John Favreau. For this episode, Boba and Fennec interrogate their captured Order of the Nightwind assassin back at their base when he refuses to reveal who hired him. They dump the assassin into the empty Rancor pit and trick him into giving up the mayor. Boba and Fennec visit the mayor, who warns Boba that being a crime boss is harder than being a bounty hunter. But the mayor also denies hiring the assassins and tells Boba to visit the sanctuary if he wants to learn more. At the sanctuary, Boba and Fennec find out that the Jabba, that Jabba the Hutt's cousins, the twins, had a delayed claim to his territory. After a pissing match between the twins and Boba, the two parties disperse, but Fennec warns that they will need permission to kill the Huts. We flash back to Boba's time with the Tusken Raiders, where he's learning their customs and fighting styles. Boba helps the tribe track down a train being ran by the syndicate that kills their people, and the bounty hunter finds out that it's transporting the drug Spice. 
Boba negotiates with the drug smugglers that they now have to pay a toll to the Raiders to pass through the desert. And after his success, Boba is awarded a Tusken Raider outfit and psychedelic lizard that goes up his nose into his brain and leads him on a quest where he goes to a dying tree to obtain a branch to build the Tusken Raiders' infamous weapon, the Golfy Staff, for himself. Finally, Boba and the Raiders do an ancestral dance around a fire to celebrate the new member of their tribe. And on this pork platter, if you're wondering, the Black Wookiee, you're like, what's this Black Wookiee doing here? He actually premiered the 2015 Star Wars number 15 by Jason Aaron and Mike McHugh. His name is Black Cranston. And the couple, I did not realize this. Shout out to the Weekend Inverse. I was doing some research. I did not realize that the couple in Tosi Station um, who are getting beat up by the biker gang are Cammy and Fixer. They come from an infamous deleted scene from the original Star Wars where Luke goes to Toshi Station to meet his friends, but it was left on the cutting room floor. So those are actually friends of Luke Skywalker uh, who are chilling oh! in, the, uh, in Toshi Station. I, I thought that was fucking fantastic. It was amazing. Oh, when I found yeah. Did you Have you ever seen that deleted scene? It's on YouTube. I've never seen it before. That's good. That's yeah. Good. And that's my midnight manifest. Oh, Chuck Wagon, what a good <laughs> job. God damn it. Midnight manifest, I love it. Okay. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, let's go and get into it because there are two major parts, two major things. I just gotta say, you guys. I'm I'm in love. I'm in television love. I can I tell. Am. I can tell. You're smile. You came on here like Smiling like a little baby. Van literally hopped on the Zoom. He was skipping. He was humming. I'm I'm in television love. I'm in I'm in a relationship with the show, The Book of Boba Fett. I'm how does Kalika feel about betrothed to it? She understands, you know, she understands that for just this season that we might have to have a more a non-traditional relationship just for this season. A poly, you're in a polyamorous relationship. Might have to be on our D. Ray Davis shit. You know what I mean? Our Lou Williams shit. Yo. Just for this season. Just just for this season of television. Two wives. Just for, two just, girls just, like just, Lou Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure that Boba Fett is a girl. You know what I mean? Things might be changing here at 41. Who knows well, what, what's going on? It might be getting real freaky, you know? But um, All right, okay. We don't need, we don't okay. need all this, all uh, right? But no, but, but what I'm saying is that I am in love with this show. I thought this was a really perfect episode of television. I got to be honest with you. And at first, I was annoyed. At first, I was annoyed with the show because what, hap- what was happening uh, back in Tatooine was so— well, excuse me, what was happening back— um, it, it's all on Tatooine, but what was happening in the city? What's the name of the city again? Mos Eckley? What's the name of the city again? Mos Espa. Okay. Uh, because what was, thank you, Arjuna. Because what was happening back on uh, in, in Mos Espa was really compelling, like really good mystery type shit. And at first I was like, yo, man, I'm not ready to go back and deal with the Tuscan Raiders anymore. But fucking boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Oh, wait. Okay. So this is that actually, that was probably the point where the episode. When that happened, I was a little pissed because I everything that was happening in that first 15 or 20 minutes, I was just like, all right, cool. We got we got the black Wookiee, we got the huts, we got everything. Oh, the black Wookiee, yeah. Like, come on, like shout out Dr. Umar Johnson saw that. He's in heaven. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was like so fired. The Tuscan Raider stuff was cool, but man, I was just, I don't want to have to wait another week to get back to like the huts and the black Wookiee. I thought that shit was fired. Well, you do have to wait another week, so just shut your nasty mouth. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's start with the present. I, I, under, I can understand people feeling that way. I'm gonna be honest with you, because at first I did feel that way too. But I thought I thought the stuff with the Tuscan Raiders was really well done. Oh no, I don't movie. think. Here's the thing. I thought the Tuscan Raider stuff was slow in the beginning, but by the end, you're like, when he's making the Goffy staff and. He's yeah. getting high off the lizard. You like, all right, cool. I'm tapped in. But yeah, let's go. Let's go back to the present and start okay. from the top. So Boba and Finnick uh, put the Order of the Night Wind Assassin. You know, the two guys that tried to kill. Well, it's more than two. They ended up catching two and killing one and bringing them back back into the Rancor pit. Even though there's no Rancor pit, what would your strategy be versus a Rancor, Chuck? You know how you know how they say sometimes if you like see a bear. Either you got to do two things. Either you just got to be really, really, really still. Or you got to just punch it in the mouth. Wait, do you punch a bear in the mouth or do you punch a shark in the mouth? Punch a shark in the mouth. You punch a bear yeah, in the see, mouth. I would, I would be dead. Up. The rancor would have killed me already. Yeah. So yeah. I, what do you think a rancor would need? Do you think you just have to stay really so, still, sleep, get in the fetal position? Or you think you got to strike first, like punch it in the nose? See, here's the thing with me. Is I'm a man of faith. And... If that's not a, spe- a spot where Jesus is going to help me, then really, you know, JC, what you got for me? Because if I'm sta- if I'm if I'm standing right there in front of the rancor or the bear, I'm gonna look at the bear and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, get bear. Guess what? Jesus said I'm covered in the blood. and It's not gonna happen to me. Because really, there's nothing you can do. Sock a bear in his mouth if you want, Charles. Okay, Charles, sock a bear in the mouth if you want. Punch a bear in this shit." Acting like the bear. Go ahead. Go try that. Try that to a bear or a rancor. By the way, I want you to do a, a, Old Man Vans VHS Vault, which people say it should be a segment on here, which I think would be a great thing to do. You ever seen a movie called The Edge? Have you seen this movie? No. Have Jomi and the, I have not seen this movie. Jomi, Lil Spidey. Like, uh, you guys haven't seen this movie. Let me tell you something about this movie. Real quick, we'll get back to Boba Fett. The Edge. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, Harold Perrineau, Anthony Hopkins, plane crashes somewhere in Alaska, in Upper Canada, somewhere where bears roam free and do their thing, whatever. Plane crashes. It is Alec Baldwin, fucking Harold Perrineau, and uh, Anthony Hopkins against a bear who is trying to come and kill them. It is the craziest fun. I invite everybody over to my house that's here in L.A. Saturday night, uh, if you're vaccinated, boosted, to watch The, the Edge. It is the best fun you can have. Anyway, so I'm not sure what I would do against the Rancor. I'll probably pray. I'm not going to have very much bravery, though. I'm going to be trying to get to nooks and crannies of, like, the little room and stuff. We meet the mysterious, finally, Mayor Mok Shays. Shays. Mok, Mok Shays. Early in the episode, and he's Ethereum. Claims he's an Ethereum that has claimed, claims that he has nothing to do with the hit on Boba Fett because, obviously, a lot of people are thinking, hey, Boba Fett was hit. Then him and the mayor got off to sort of an icy start. Uh, it was probably the mayor. He redirects him to Garza Whip's sanctuary, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about. And you guys, I know I'm butchering some of these words and names. It's okay. I'll be better. Here's we the thing. Even, Black people don't pronounce anything correctly. Like, it's racist yeah. if you point it out. It, it, it kind of is. And by the way, just to let you know, and just to let you know, because um, uh, on Higher Learning, which is you guys should be watching uh, and listening to here on the Ringer Network, I was talking about CTE, and I spent a whole day trying to pronounce chronic traumatic encephalopathy, <laughs> and I can't do it. Like, I, 
encephalopathy. Encephalopathy is the word. I can't. I can't. It's just too hard. For wait, me. Can, oh, I have to, wait. I have to ask you really, really quick because this this connects. Mm-hmm. What do you call the thing that changes the channels on the TV? Joe, you need to jump into remote control. That's what I call it. Yeah, the remote. Yeah, that's what I call uh, remote control. I've had white people ke- tell me it's the clicker. Ah, uh, whatever. Wait, wait, I don't wait know. last one, last one. What do you call the thing that keeps your food cold in the kitchen? The fridge. The refrigerator. The what? The refrigerator. Refrigerator. The refrigerator, yeah. not the icebox. Yeah. Oh no, my dad used to call it. Rest in peace. My dad called it the icebox. Yeah, box. I was raised by my grandparents. Yeah, they called it the icebox, and I was told that's an old black people thing. It was the ice because there used to be actually a block. Yeah, of like ice actual ice. Put, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue, man. Anyway, um, so uh, he re- redirects the mayor, redirects him to Garza Food Santhere. Did you want the mayor's character to be something more here? The mayor seemed like it. There, to me, there was enough sinister stuff there, some sinister undertones there of the mayor, uh, for me to really feel like the mayor was a very intriguing character. But it seems like there are some people that were maybe a little bit disappointed with the mayor. They wanted the mayor to be more of a thing. What about you, Chuck? I mean, by the time the Hutt twins come around, it's just like, mayor who? If, mm. if Like, if we're going to be real. Once the Huts are on screen, you see you see BK, you see the Black Wookiee, you like, all right, like, we're going. We're, we're here. The mayor, I still think, probably has something going on in this, but he's probably like, what was the mayor's name in, uh, in The Wire? Um, Carsetti. Car, well, there was Carcetti, but then there was there was no the white the white one who was um Carcetti, yeah, it was Mayor Carcetti, Carcetti yeah. yeah, Carcetti. Yeah. Like that's acting like you want more Carcetti in the wire. Like you get, we got just enough. Like we don't need. Ooh, it. Carcetti was good, boy. Mm. I liked Carcetti. He's Accents. not. Top, he's not a top five character. Accents he's not on a ladder. He's not. He's not a. He's not a top five character. But he's he's he, a Carcetti was good. I get yeah. it. I get you. I get it. I get it. Royce, I think, was more of a condiment than Carcetti was. Carcetti had a big, big part in the wire. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought we got just enough of the mayor. I still, I don't believe the mayor. I think the mayor was just shysty enough for me to be like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and there are huts who probably sit those, uh, those assassins after, after uh, Boba Fett and Finnick, but. I still uh, the mayor's hair, hands aren't clean. He's still popping shit. He's still sitting up there being vaguely threatening, not quite giving in to Boba Fett, which we know now why people might not be quite giving in to Boba Fett because there's another claim uh, to the criminal throne there. But yeah, I think I still think there's a little meat there for the mayor, for the mayor mm. to be a little bit conniving and backbiting and stuff like that. Oh, so Garza Whip. We didn't talk about on the fact of uh, last episode. So the first episode, I see Garza Flip. I'm like, yeah, she's attractive. Like, she's like, I like her. Yeah, that's, I'm feeling some things. I'm feeling some things. That's Jennifer Bills. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That goes back. I didn't I didn't even realize that. That goes back decades and decades and decades for me. That's Jennifer Bills. I was, uh, like, was that one of the actresses your mom was like, I'm worried about it? Well, I'm worried about it. well, it wasn't that she was worried. It was that, you know, the, the song will come on, she's a maniac, you know? And then I would want to watch Flashdance like all the time. It's like Jennifer <laughs> Bills, Jennifer Bills, Jennifer <laughs> Bills. And then Jennifer Bills came back and Devil in a Blue Dress and I was a little older then. And then I was like, yo, man, I want me a Jennifer Bills. I never know. That's a sister too, man. Jennifer Bills, black lady. Bet you didn't know that. Um, okay, so we're introduced to the twins. Jabba the Hutt's cl- cousins, fraternal twins. 
Fraternal Twins big on Tatooine. You know, Luke, Leia, even though they're not both on Tatooine. Fraternal Twins big in the Star Wars universe. Well, I wonder if regular twins feel a certain way about that. You know? As, as a twin uh, with a brother who looks exactly like me, I feel nothing. I feel fine. Oh, so right. you're the you're the you're the authority I could ask about this. Yeah, I feel nothing about this. You want to know? I feel nothing about this. Twins, at least <laughs> the twins of the Star Wars universe, creepy as fuck. All right, Luke was kissing up on on Leia, or Leia was kissing up on Luke, and the twins seem to have some uh, weird Lannister vibes going on. The brother, how can uh, you say this? He was rubbing his sister on the on the thing. Like they were very very close. You didn't see that. They were close, but I didn't see any rubbing going on. Like I, Charles, you I, thought, I feel like I saw some like some like hand holding. Some, nah, like, it was brief. Weird... I, I saw it too, though. It was brief. Word, little Spidey coming in. Woo, man, yo, I'm Doc Strange and my little Spidey. Thank you. Look, first of all, little Spidey, he's so young that a man being in the same room <laughs> as a woman and yo, he's what like, are what are they gonna here? do? Yo, no, all right, no, put some respect no, on little Spidey. Like, like what? Are, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're going to nip that in the butt now. He's right? like, what? I can't. Cinemax. It's, it's 11.30 p.m. Did mom and dad go to sleep yet? Jesus Christ. I'm about to cut your mic. I, your mic's getting I wanna, cut. I, I want to watch. Hey, mom and dad. Man, cut you're your such mic. a fucking bully, bro. Go to sleep you're such so, a bully. so I can watch this movie called Unbridled Desires. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan be doing this thing out here, you guys. Jonathan was just—I'm just joking with Jonathan. Jonathan was just o- overseas, looking like a pimp. Pictures of a waterfall. <laughs> Were you in Africa, Jonathan? I saw you. I, I saw was. You. I, I saw you doing your thing, bro. I'm like, look at Jonathan out there. Uh, all right. Uh, do the huts involve? Is, is their involvement going to be the present day, uh, like? Uh, antagonist you feel like you feel like we thought it was going to be the mayor but are we pretty sure now uh that it's going to be the huts it's going to be the huts because you know there's obviously some static between them they didn't get it popping right there on the streets but that said that bloodshed is bad for business so there's obviously going to be some sort of schism some sort of struggle between them and boba fett going forward you feel like that's our main baddie right here i think it's going to be a mix i think they're definitely going to probably be very, very high on that list. And the thing that I'm most interested in is we were kind of getting some like Sopranos, you know, Tony going to New York vibes where essentially um, Fennec is like to Boba, if you want to kill them, you're going to need to get permission. So there is this whole world of the huts and we knew how powerful Jabba was. And that's honestly what I want to see. I hope we're not going to stay on tattooing the whole time. I would love to see like the criminal structure of the huts. Because we know that there's way more crime bosses out there. And the twins feel some type of way that they can be talking reckless like this, that they're backed up by something bigger. And that's what I'm really, really interested in. Hmm. Um, I'm interested in seeing what the Huds do because I'm interested in seeing, I always like it when there's sort of a, uh, a family dynamic to a claim, right? The Huds feel like they should be in there because, you know, they're the cousins. It's also good to see the Huds back. That lets you, that kind of reminds you of the old guard. Uh, there and also it's interesting to see how the people will react to this because the, one of the struggles is going to be you know who do they give their tribute to who do they fear and well, Boba Fett is an unknown quantity to them right now it's an unknown entity to them like they 
understand that Boba Fett's a badass, but the mere sight of some of the huts may make them feel like, you know what? These are the badasses that we recognize as having run this city for a long time. And so because we recognize that, that means that we're more inclined to fear them. Also, very important, they came in on a litter. Boba Fett is not coming in on litters, right? So when he comes into all of these places, he doesn't want to be carried, but he's also coming in unannounced. And a lot of the gravitas that, you know, a crime lord, a crime boss would have, he doesn't bring it with him. They're bringing all of that same stuff and stirring up all those same emotions in people. So whose style is going to work more in terms of what happens in the present day? How is that going to work out? And that's something I'm always fascinated with when there's a power struggle in anything, whether it's Game of Thrones, whether it's Star Wars, whatever. Who do the people fear? Who do the people respect? Once again, remember in the first episode, Boba said he intends to rule with respect and not fear. Which is going to win, fear or respect? That's another thing that's going back and forth between him and the Huts. Is his is his version of respecting the people going to win? Uh, is their version of fear based rule going to win? So all of these things are good, as, you know, in, in terms of setting them up as the big bad. I think it's very interesting. I mean, I mean, let's be honest too. At this point, Boba's looking a little weak. All right, he, I can't lie. He's running. He's running a fucking small business. He only got four or five people working for him. They t- like he he can't even get insurance for these people. You know what I'm saying? He don't got the guns right now. I'm a little bit worried about him. He's not. He's running. He's running a mom and pop shop in a world of Amazons and WalMarts. You know the huts are Amazon and WalMarts. If we're yeah. gonna be real, Jabba was damn near Bezos. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is this mom and pop shop gonna do? I also yeah. have another question to sure. ask you. Hit me up. Now that we have this new Black Wookiee character in like live him. action. Yeah. Do you think there's colorism with the Wookiees? Do you think he's just like, fuck, like, fuck this Drake looking motherfucker? Like, do you think he's just like, why am I the evil guy just because I'm a darker complexion? I'm gonna be honest with you. That's the cooling looking Wookiee I've ever seen before. <laughs> Speak on it. Speak on it. I, amazing. I rewound that like three or four times. He came out there like, I'm like, yo, I, I might have laid my gun down and been like, yo, Wookiee Tupac, you got it. Like you, like you got it. He came out. Did there. you say Wookie Tupac? Wookie Tupac. He's Tupac oh. Wookie. That's who he is. Wookie Pac. Wook Pac is Wookie his name. Pa- like I, he, you know, because he came around. Wookie Valley. Wookie Valley. Wookie Valley. He came around the thing. <laughs> like he, he came around when he came around the litter. He, first of all, he came around the litter like I'm here to fuck shit up. And number one, there's two reasons they looked at him like that. I think one reason they looked at him, Boba and them looked at him like that. Not that they were scared, but they were like, damn, one is he's a Wookiee and we know how powerful Wookiees are, right? Yeah. And if he'd have gone down there, I don't think they fucking with him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I like, I don't, like, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think they fucking with him. Number one. Number two, he's black. And so they looking at him, they looking at him like, you know how it goes. Like, we all been walking down the street. Right now, the curly Christmas bears are here. We're all black. We all been walking down the street. <laughs> And seeing people look at us like, oh God. So that, that's that's the kind of look they gave to him right there, you know? Um, but I was really interested. Number one, you know what? Only thing that I looked at him is like no crossbow. So the crossbow is a strictly chewy thing. That's not a Wookiee deal. So the crossbow yeah. is it's, that's strictly chewy where 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 to be. That's not like a Wookiee weapon of choice, if if I'm to understand this. Am I right about this? Who who knows anything about this? It's crossbow is, is is Chewie's weapon of choice. Not it's not a Wookiee tradition to have a crossbow. Okay, you guys are looking it up. You don't fucking know. Um <laughs> now 
<laughs> no, I'm looking it up. It's saying the bowcaster is is a is a is a Wookie weapon. So so the bowcaster is a Wookie weapon, which makes it interesting that he doesn't have one. Because I thought that as soon as I saw him, I'm like, if I remember correctly, he did not have a bowcaster. He had a rifle, but it was not a bowcaster. It made it interesting to me that he didn't have one. That he he's also a gladiator one. as well. A gladiator. So maybe it, he's away from the Wookiee way. What? And his name is literally Black Chris. Cranston. Cranston. That's what I, 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 I'm pronouncing it. Do not get mad at me. His Black name is Cranston. what? Black, Black Cranston. Cranston. Black Cranston? Yeah, he's yeah. from the comics. Okay. I've never read about Black Cranston before. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, sorry that I haven't I haven't read this comic book and I'm not, first of all, I haven't read the comic books. I've read some of the comic books, but I haven't read any comic books that this Wookiee appears in. I'm sorry. That's the one, number one. So, he's a darker Wookiee and they name him Black Cranston. Oh, he's, he's, it's Black K-R-R-S-A-N-T-N. So it's either Cranston or Cranton. Black Cranton, which is both both sound like weird okay. ass names. All right. What you, name I didn't name the Wookiee. I'm I did not, not, I did look, not name not, the Wookiee. I have no issue with it. I'm not going to make a big deal of that. I'm calling them Wookpock. Wookpock. That's what I like. I'm calling them Wookpock. You know what I mean? Uh, Black Cranston, a little on the nose for me, guys. Okay? <laughs> he's, okay. he's nicknamed Santee. BK or and this is this is a great one Black K. All right, hey. here's my thing, Van. Whoa, 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 it's whoa, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, 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 why are we? It's fine. It's fine. We've been why talking about our social Black issues. Panther, Black yeah. Lightning. Like that's true. You know, let's be real. Let's be real. If we really want to keep it all the way gangster, those come from a time that. Maybe they shouldn't have been named that as well. But it's okay. It's it, it, it's okay. Let's not. See, this is what we do. Let's not muddy it up. Let's not muddy it up. It's Star Wars, baby. They're just talking about the color of the Wookiee, man. That's it. That's it. I love this show. Too from tw- from 2015? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a pause. That was a pause, man. Come on. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I wasn't aware of Black Cranston, but I, I, I love, I love Wookpock. Um, are you a little sad before we move on to things that were happening in the past, which to me was the meat of the show and just a fantastic, breathtaking part of the show? I got to be honest with you. Um, are you a little surprised or a little disappointed that we did not get to see Wilk Pock in action? Yeah. 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 I think we I, will, though. We, oh, we will. He's going to be kicking some ass. And I, I will right. be like, let's be real. If he doesn't win at least a couple fights, you know, I'm going to have to call up. Disney, and we're gonna have to get some affirmative action. Okay, he needs to kick yeah. some ass. He looks, he looks, he looks bulky. He looks like he can go down. Yeah, he, he's, whoa, not, whoa, whoa, he's quick, gonna do real, it. Look, bulky. Real, looked, looked also in shape and looked mean as fuck. Who do you think would win the fight? Uh, Wukpak or Chewy? Chewy's no one's fucking with Chewy. Chewy's no one's fucking with Chewy. I, I would like to see saying. it. I, I would like, like to see it too. Nah, it's not happening. I would like to All see right, it. Whoa, 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 this BK. BK is a gladiator. I I look at Chewie more as a marksman, you know, as a sniper. First of all, there's no way to really look at Chewie. Chewie can do uh, myriad things. You know, Chewie Chewie can fix the ship. Chewie is a a sniper. Chewie, we're not going to... See, what we're not going to do 
is... At, I'm not disrespecting Chewy. I'm just asking I, a question. This is a podcast. I'm asking... We've seen we've seen Pock, and I don't know... I haven't read the comics, so maybe he does amazing things in the comics. I'll go back and bone up on that before the next one. I promise you guys. I got... I got comicsology. All Kalika gets mad at me. I sit on the goddamn hammock all day and read Invincible. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what I and know? She's like, what are you doing? So I'll find the comics. I'll read the comics. I'll bone up on this character. But from one appearance in live action, which I'm not sure he's been in live action before. I'm pretty sure this is his first appearance live action. I can't put him ahead of in any way of Chewy. I'm just asking questions. All I know <clears throat> I feel from you. what I know of Wookpock is that he wouldn't have let those white people not give him a medal. Like he's he's not shutting up. He's not tap dancing. He would can I be honest before we move on. How do we know that Chewie wanted that medal? Because let's be oh, real. Oh, don't do that. Don't do so that. He shouldn't have to be, ask. Let's he be shouldn't real. have to want or ask. He should just get it. Let's let's be real. How do we know that Chewie wanted that medal? By the way, that's a sad scene. And and that's a sad scene that they did him like that. But how do we know? I personally don't know if Chewie wanted to be involved in all of this. Han dragging him along, making him do all of this stuff. Fix the ship. Chewie was in it for the money. You know what I mean? So I don't even whoa, know whoa, if... Whoa. They're blood know. brothers. They're I, blood I know. brothers. I don't even know if Chewie wanted that. I don't even know if that's what Chewie was into. But whatever. But um, here's the thing. My, and I would just say that to this. You shouldn't have to ask for it. True. When you're in the line of duty and you save the galaxy, you don't, like. it's not about if you want it or not. People just give it to you because you've earned it. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, let's talk about the past. Now, the bulk of this episode is about Boba fighting alongside the Tusken Raiders. Um, look, he learns their fighting style. He gets his own staff. He acquires and trains them on how to use speeder bikes and takes down the Pike Syndicate route. Are the flashbacks connecting to the present storyline enough? Or Charles, someone who has not been as big of a fan of the flashbacks as I've been, Oh, they're a little too much right now. How do you feel? I know that they're going to be important, and I do think that they're entertaining. It's just that, to me, at least story-wise, they've just been jarring. The cuts, at least, because we have not seen enough of present day, Boba Fett, 75% of the episode being the flashback, it's not that I didn't enjoy the flashback. It was just that I'm so interested in, like, where is Boba after The Mandalorian? When we cut back to it, I'm like, damn, I got to wait another week to figure this out. And I think it stalls the momentum of the show just a tad. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, I think that they need to balance the present day story with the flashbacks a little bit better. But once we get to, like, once the story of the Tusken Raiders gets going this episode, I'm like, oh, I get this. This is entertaining. When he's, when he's teaching them how to ride the hover bikes, one of the funniest scenes in any Star Wars movie TV show ever. Like, just hilarious. I really did enjoy it. It's just like, you have to admit, Van, the cut was a little jarring. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We were, we were with the Hudson with Black Wookiee. Absolutely. We're right there with Wookpock. I wanted to see him get down. The huts are there. I was like, damn. Now they're going to go back, and I did not think it was going to work. Let me tell you why I think it's important and why I think it works so well. Okay. So we all know Star Wars, right? Yeah. We all know Star Wars. We've been watching Star Wars, uh, since we were kids, we're aware of the parts of Star Wars that we're aware of. You know, um, we read, we've read Star Wars books. We've bought Star Wars toys. We've been invested into Star Wars. Of course, there is the character sometimes that slips through our fingers, like obviously Black Cranston did, or 
whomever. <laughs> but we all know Star Wars. Okay. So, especially a character like Boba Fett, who, who's uh, a legendary character in terms of Star Wars. Okay, so we know Star Wars. The real important thing about this show, or the real, the crux of these shows, the um, the what I would say, the biggest task of these shows is not invention, but reinvention. And I think that's the whole thing with Star Wars, right? So uh, we're watching a lot of stuff, and we we want more of the characters that we know of because when they try to invent new characters away from the lore, it's hit or miss a lot of times. Sometimes they're cool. Sometimes people have no problem with them. I enjoyed the emotional outburst of Kylo Ren. I really thought it was the best part of Force Awakens. I'd never seen uh, a, a like a like a dark Jedi, a Sith, whatever you want to call them, be that emotional. It just like fucks it up to the point to where stormtroopers walking around uh, a corner know that he's in one of his moods. I thought that was hilarious. I love. Oh, it. so funny, so good. But a lot of people had issues with that portrayal of Kylo Ren. So whenever Star Wars invents something new or invents a character that's new, you're always going to split the fan base. The safest bet is for them to reinvent things we already think we know and give us more and go deeper. That's what this show is all about. This show is about Boba Fett going deeper into Boba Fett. We've seen a lot of Boba Fett. There's been a lot of Boba Fett stuff out there, of course, but for a lot of, especially the casual audience, going deeper into Boba Fett and giving us more than what we've gotten in the past. And in doing that, he can't be the only character they do it with. And I think taking the Tusken Raiders, who have always been like parasites, not just, not, not enemies, but like parasites, like leeches, like absolutely like termites in the Star Wars world, right? Like Anakin took a lightsaber and went and killed a bunch of them, right? And so taking them and giving them heart and hope and problems and challenges and seeing somebody connect with them is, I feel very connected to that story. It's a very human thing that they're doing and they're executing it perfectly. Now, there is a trope that they're using. Hey, the outsider with a new way comes in and like, you know, sort of gives these sort of primitive people a new lease on life. That's a trope. That's been out there. It's a sort of annoying trope. But in this particular situation, him learning from them and them learning from him, I don't know if it's the point of my life that I'm at, but I am really digging at it. I'm also thinking that the reinvention that Star Wars has to do to make itself relevant to people who've already loved it and to new fans, it's possible. They've sputtered on this before. They've sputtered on this before. Solo was them sputtering on doing this, you know? But to me, and and in many ways, The Rise of Skywalker was them sputtering and doing this. Although I'll tell you one thing, I think I like The Rise of Skywalker more than most people do, but whatever. Wait, Um, so can I, I'm going to push back just because I've been seeing a lot of I wouldn't even call it backlash, but I've been seeing a lot of people um, on social media or other review sites, whatever. Um, some people love Boba Fett, but I've seen a lot of lukewarm reviews. And it made me think about this quote that was in this great Zach Barron piece about Wheel of Time, where essentially um, one of the creators of the show was like, to do a Game of Thrones level show, like Wheel of Time, you can't, you can't give people Game of Thrones season one you have to give them the last couple seasons with the dragons and the fights and everything. That's what, as an audience, we want. We want that level scale of storytelling. 
And I think one thing that Boba Fett is having trouble with is that, and it's even happening with me when I'm watching it and I'm still enjoying it, but I'm like, you need to give us something that's at the level of the Mandalorian season two. Because that's the last time yeah. we saw Mando. And I get like I get that's unfair, but that's just the expectations of an audience because this is it's a similar show. It's you're two telling two shows about Mandalorians, and there's still that itch in my, the back of my mind where I'm like, I get the slowness, I get the emotion, I get the building, but I'm still like we already know where the bar is set. I disagree that there was anything slow about this episode. I think that I think that this episode, if you take episode one, episode two, just in where the story's progressed, we haven't gotten that far. And I do well, think that some people who are lukewarm on it will be like, all right, where where are we going? Because we're still... A- well, I think we have gotten far. I think he started off episode one as a prisoner and a slave of the Tusken Raiders. And at the end of episode two, he's one of them. I think that's like, I, don't, I think that's very far. As, as far as what we know about slavery, you know, you know, <laughs> I think that's, I think, I think that's but very here's the thing. far. You went, you went straight yeah. to the Tusken Raiders fl- flashbacks. Uh-huh. But the, the thrust of this story, at least is the present day of I don't, where is Boba I don't, uh, I don't after agree with the Mandalorian. That. I don't agree with that. I think I think I think I think we expected the thrust of the story to be the present day. And by the way, I think at some point the thrust of the story might have to be the present day because I don't know how much longer we're going to go back to the Tuscan Raiders. But I think right now, as far as I'm concerned, I started off more interested in uh, what was going on in the present day, but now. I'm just as invested, if not more invested, in what's going on uh, out in the deserts of tattooing with the Tuscan Raiders. Jomi, you look like you want to jump in. I think the past will have like serious ramifications on the present in terms of the story. Like something like I don't want to you know speculate, but something's going to happen to the Tuscan Raiders that's going to inform what Boba does in the present. So we need to spend this time with them. I think they're front loading the time we spend with the Tuscan Raiders because at the back end, it's going to be a lot of present, but whatever Boba is doing, whatever he's thinking is informed by the time we spend with him and the Tuscan Raiders right now. That's why I I'm with Van. I think like it was great. I love seeing him, you know, become a member, like have him, he goes, he does the whole trip thing. He goes to the, you know, goes to the tree, picks the branch and he, you know, makes his own staff like that is him like becoming one of them. And eventually, you know, through whatever way, like whatever happens with them in the past, that's going to pay off, I think, a lot in future episodes. Oh, I don't I don't disagree with you guys that I think all of the stuff that's happening with the Tuscan Raiders is going to happen again. But I, I feel like we've been doing the show long enough where we know with these Disney Plus shows what we're we're 25 percent of the way through with Boba Fett already. Um there's still so much more story to tell. And I'm just wondering where I'm like, oh, like, are we going to have another Hawkeye or a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or a, or a WandaVision thing where it's like the first few episodes, you're just vibing, you're vibing, you're telling this story. And by the end, you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> they got to get a bunch of story into the last two episodes. That's, all, that's what my only worry there. And I can see why some people might be a little bit critical about the pacing of the show. Still what thought up? it was a pretty solid episode. though. Of course. 
uh, pretty solid. It was fucking amazing. Whatever, get off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, now, similar to the mayor, the speeder bike gang. Did you want more out of the speeder bike gang? The speeder bike gang was, like, he just came through and fucking flushed them. You know, like I, like they were so mad. and See, and that's a that's one of the things. Now, but by the way, there are times in this episode I could quarter flip, but I'm going to explain something. I'm going to put, I'm going to put a bow around quarter flipping right now. I'm going to, well, not bow around it. I'm going to explain a section in this story that actually is anti-quarter flip. All right. But the speeder bike gang, he just comes in and fucks them up. Like, fucks them up and steals their speeders. Like, was is there anyone here who was looking for more out of the speeder bike gang? Because we thought that they were going to be a big deal when we saw them basically tagging somebody's hut. Nice to know, by the way, that all of the same toxic shit that goes on on Earth, they have it on Tatooine. <laughs> so people gangbang and they tag people's shit, which is something I wouldn't think, you know, would exist galaxies and galaxies and galaxies away. That like someone even had spray paint to tag people's shit up. But nice to see that they're doing it too, that they can't even have a nice billboard on Tatooine either. Um, but what did you think about them? Did you think there were gonna be there was gonna be more to the speeder bike game? No, I love I love the fact that uh we're in and out. If if there's anything that's true to the spirit of Star Wars, it's that guys, the stormtroopers are gonna miss. All right. When our hero comes to fuck some people up. He's going to dispatch with them within two or three minutes, and then we're going to get to the real villains. I will say, though, if they did a little bit more Sons of Anarchy vibe, underrated show, I wouldn't have minded a little bit. That's also the thing, talking about shit that's been taken from Earth. Biker, biker uh, leather, biker uh, jackets. Yeah. They still wear that <laughs> in Galaxy Park. <laughs> Especially, like, on, you know... Desert planet, but I guess the Tuscan Raiders are wearing a lot of layers too. But they have to to protect themselves from the sun. But no, I you know they they made their own biker stuff because I always wonder you know because one time I'm jogging in downtown LA right. This is actually during the pandemic. I'm jogging in downtown LA, and I jog past the Mongols, and they have literally there must have been like 300 guys out there. I jog past them, and I'm jogging right down, and I'm like. Well, we're going to find out if this is a bad situation because if I'm in a bad situation, like if I feel like I'm in, I always make eye contact with one person and give them a head nod. If they don't head nod back, you pick up the pace on your job. You know, if you if you get a, if you get a head nod back, you probably all right. But if you don't get no head nod back, you're like, man, look, let me get let me get down. Th-. So I, I looked and they gave me a head nod back. The Mongols like, you know, whatever it's cool. It's whatever. But I wonder, like, when you want to get a biker jacket made, is there, like, a biker jacket outlet place that they all go to? Kind of like the 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 gladiator from um from Daredevil, where everybody goes to in order to, like, get a suit made. And if there is, hide that guy get to tattoo. Hide that <laughs> profession make it to tattoo. You know? But it, but what, here's the thing. They're bikers, and they got the jackets made. That's it. I'm sure they, they got a good rate somewhere. They got you know? a group rate somewhere. Yeah, you know, got a, like nice hefty discount. Maybe do you think there's loops. a Do you think there's a Meek Mill on Tatooine who's just like popping wheelies on the little hover bikes, just causing mayhem in Philly? Well, I want to know is there is there hip hop? Is there hip hop? There's only jazz. We've like, only heard jazz. jazz. I've never seen. I have yet to see anybody really rapping. We got some rock bands mm. in um in uh Star Wars Visions. We, 
and Star Wars Visions. We got some rock bands in Star Wars Visions. I haven't seen anybody rapping. So all the biker shit made it, but there's no hip hop in Star Wars. Cool. Got you. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, so look, here's the deal. I want to talk about a sequence that Charles talked about in this episode, which is Boba Fett teaching the Tusken Raiders how to rob the speeder. Okay. The speeder scene where they, I'm so connected and so invested into the Tusken Raiders right now. I was physically sad when the speeder scene, when the speeder came through and, and shot up all my boys for no reason. Like, oh, I was it, like, it hurt. It hurt. When they started dropping dead, I was just like, how, how what, what is happening? Yeah. Fuck that speeder on God. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when the speed, like when the speeder came through and started shooting them up, I was actually pissed about it. Um, so when we were talking about quarter flipping, the sequence with them with him teaching them how to ride the speeders is anti-quarter flip. And let me tell you how. We don't know how long that took. You can look and say, hey, that was a day. Was that a day? Was that a week? Was that a month? How long was that, right? Of him teaching them how to do that of them actually showing that they failed at it, that they failed at it, and they got it. That's all I was saying. Like, a little sequence like that just shows that they didn't really know how to do it, that they, it establishes so much characterization. It tells them, the di number one, it tells you the difference between them and Boba Fett. Number one, Boba Fett is familiar with tactics and technology and stuff. They are not. He was just on their turf where he didn't understand their ways. Now there's something, someplace where they don't understand his ways. It, it, it tethers those characters together. And it also shows that those characters, even though they can fight and do all kinds of crazy stuff and they could beat up Boba Fett using those staffs and stuff, that there was still stuff that they had to learn from somebody who is as skilled as what he is. And that's the kind of stuff that I was talking about. And not revisiting that, but I'm just saying scenes like that to me do a lot to take your narrative a little further. They don't always have to happen, guys. I'm not going backwards. They don't always have to happen, but even a montage like that is kind of what I was is what I... Alright, Jonathan! I'm gonna need you to hit stop the cap. And you know why I, I want to I stop the cap? Stop the Let's cap. play. Stop. All right, Jomi, can you, if if you would, Jomi the Explainer, can you please explain the three things that we put on the Midnight Boys official band list? Mutants, Mephisto, quarter flipping. Hold All right, on. so no, 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 let me finish. I'll let you finish. Van, okay. aka Van Bayless, fucking at this point, Kate Bishop is your LeBron. Okay. You're like, this is my anti-quarter flip. This is I my anti-quarter flip. They did I didn't it right. mention K Bishop once. Oh, but we know what we know who you were. I like K Bishop. No, no, no. Man, I give you your time. We put quarter flipping on the fucking band list for a reason. Right. And you come in here with that bullshit being like, this is how this is how you whoa, do whoa, a whoa. montage, right? We whoa, don't know whether wait, it was a month. We don't wait. know what blah, 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 blah. Like, like, dog, we put can it I, on the band list for a reason. Can, number one, Number one, we banned it, but I still see them talking about it on the Facebook. So whatever. <laughs> number number two, I'll tell you this. I wasn't talking about specifically quarter flipping. I was talking about a montage that that explained my angst. But I get I understand. You said anti, you said this is my anti-quarter flipping. You just can't no, no, put no, no, anti no. in front of it and just no, be no. like 
it's it's different. Okay. Joe me is Van bullshitting a little bit. He's bullshitting. Nah, you know what? I have nothing to say. I was I was proven right between I was proven right between Whatever. me, God, if, and if, everyone. If, so if, I have nothing no to say. one thinks that. If, no if you if if you think if you think that anti-quarter flipping is the same as quarter flipping, I would say I would ask you this question. <laughs> Don't is Lethal Weapon 2 the same movie as Lethal Weapon 1? Yeah, they still both have Lethal Weapon. But that too makes a difference. So if you put a new word no, no, in no, no, with no, no. something, all right. So totally Joe, me, can you open up? Can you open up uh, the? Uh, I don't know what you would call it. The library, the Congress of the Midnight Boys. I would now like to put anti quarter flipping <laughs> under quarter flipping, <laughs> or make make a little subhead. You know what now, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be under it. Yeah, yeah. It's of fine. course, it's fine. Three, it's fine. three. It's fine. Three it's fine. Three's bullshit. Anti quarter flipping. All right. Couple more questions about what's going on here in the present. We'll move on to, uh, to some quick nerd news with uh, a DC edition. Now, they robbed the train. Exhilarating sequence. Exhilarating sequence. We got two legitimately awesome sequences in this episode. Number one, him teaching the Tuscan Raiders how to uh, coordinate the train robbery, the speeder robbery on the. Um, uh, on the speeders. Number two, the actual robbery itself was amazing. We haven't even talked about his freaky, trippy trip to the desert after that, which was another brilliant sequence to me. Love this episode. Love you. Wanna hug ya. Um, uh, but I have questions here. Okay. Number one, the whole spice, spice route, you know, I ripped it straight from Dune. It's like, it's it like <laughs> Dune came out first, guys. I'm sorry, like they. I mean, we. I know mean, no, I, to, but but to be fair, my man George Lucas paid homage. Like he called it the Dune C. Like he's he's been very very clear that with the spice and the, all that shit, the Tusken Raiders. He's been very clear that he was. I'm gonna be real with you bit. though. Charlemagne gonna start talking shit. As is gonna watch, watch that be a little. Charlemagne gonna start talking shit. Charlemagne has staked his claim now in Dune Land. He's the big swinging Chalamet of Dune. He's the spice boy. He's a spice boy. Oh. Whoa! Wow. Timothy Chalamet is a spice boy. Whoa, how did I not think of this before on the Dune podcast? He's a spice boy. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with <laughs> free men. Take it last forever. Free men never end. Like, like he's a spice boy. It's a, oh wow. Interesting. Um, now, would you have spread all the pikes after they've killed all of your pals, shooting them up, fucking them up? You rob the thing. Boba Fett's now the man there. It seems like. Would you have spared those pikes or would you have killed them? Uh and and, and sent a message to the syndicate. That you, you can't be all willy nilly on the Dune Sea of Tatooine. Nah, 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 nah. This you can't do that. This is like a Marlowe type thing. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like he's not thinking about just pure. Pe- like he's like these my corners. Now. I don't know Y'all what you was paid. watching, but Marlowe was killing motherfuckers. I mean, he was, but he was saying, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, but he was like, but he was like, he's like, I think you meant Stringer. Marlowe don't give no, a no, no, no. Fuck. Did he start kill? He started killing people, but he was like, these are my corners, and everybody was trying to fuck with them. People have been gone. He's like, nah, like shit's changed now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Like, Boba doesn't have to kill anybody yet because he's like, these are my corners now. Y'all are going to have to pay tolls. If you want to bring the drugs through here, y'all going to have to pay me. My boys will protect you. And you remember in that season, 
all the all the little drug dealers like start coming to Marlowe to get the product. Here's my thing. Yeah. Why would he kill them if he's his whole thing is like, I'm working with the syndicate now. If you want to sell drugs on Tatooine, you gotta come through the Tusken Raiders. Because if you don't, we're gonna fuck You're up right. your shit and we're gonna steal your spice. Right. I think that's a that's probably the the best crime boss move he's made in this whole type. Whole and thing. I think also this is another thing that we're watching through these flashbacks. We're seeing Boba Fett actually transform from bounty hunter to crime lord, which is also very important to see when we get, when we get back with Boba Fett. We see that Boba Fett is all of a sudden ready to be uh, the demo of 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 the whole city, but there has to be a, a transformation that took place for him to go from capturing and killing for money to actually being a guy who is a crime lord who understands the angles of something like that. That's why these flashbacks and these deal cutting and all of this stuff that you're seeing, that's why it's very important for us to see because there's been growth in the character that we missed out on. So I, my question too is, Star Wars is very iffy with this. What type of drug is spice? Is this like a cocaina type thing? Like they, they just move in bricks, blah, 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 blah. Is this like heroin? Like what type, like what is spice to the Star Wars world? I have is no it, clue. I've never even seen anybody use spice. Have we seen that's anybody? What I'm saying. No, no. Yeah. The and only my, time we've ever seen anybody high in Star Wars, just to let you know, is in this episode, is when they put the lizard up his nose and then he has to go and hang out with Bran by the tree. And, 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 you know, that's the only time we've ever seen anybody. I can't remember seeing anybody else high in Star Wars. So my question to you, then, mm-hmm. let's say you're in the Tusken Raider tent. They're like, we're going to reward you. And then my man gives you a psychedelic lizard to go up your nose. Right. Are you are you snorting the lizard? Or are you like, you know what? I'm good. He had no choice. Like, what you mean? Like, he had no choice. By the way, not cool, Tusken Raiders. Not cool to just give somebody stuff at a party. Like, not cool. The Tusken yeah. Raiders don't have a dare program. You they know? don't. I mean, like, well, it's just safety. You know, it could be laced with something. They don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Like, the Tusken Raiders will be canceled for what they did to Boba. Like, not <laughs> cool at all. Not cool. But, you know, it worked out. He went, he saw a tree, grabbed a branch, and now he's got a staff. But, here, you know? but here's my, also, my other thing. If we're going to be real Tusken Raiders, he could have walked to that tree and got a branch. Without, I, I think I think there's something. I think there. I think if you don't get a branch, I think it means something. I think if you don't get a branch, then that might mean that you're not worthy or you can't see oh, it. Or I, Lizard doesn't I like it as like a Harry Potter thing. You haven't seen Harry Potter, but like Jomi, I'm I'm assuming you have. Where like the wand. I have not seen you. Harry Potter. That's like one of my fatal. That's one of my flaws. Wow. Yeah. Well, people really don't fuck with Harry Wait, Potter. Have, to be to be clear, no, I like, haven't. His parents, like, his parents are Christian and stuff. They weren't letting him watch that shit with witches it, and shit like that. No, nah, it's not even that. No, nah, like, no, nah, it was cool. It was just like by the time, you know, everybody was like, man, Harry Potter, I was watching basketball. You feel me? I was hooping. You see what I'm saying? I was on AAU in the summer. You know what I'm saying? So Wait, have was, you seen Lord of the Rings? Wait a minute. I saw oh, Lord of the Rings only because I got on Mal's podcast last year and they bullied me into yeah, watching so Lord you, of the you, Rings. You, 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 the fuck? Yeah, like it was you, good though. I loved you was pl- it. You was playing too it. much basketball to watch Harry Potter. Yeah, I was who hooping. Who the fuck are you? Fucking Kevin you know? Durant. 
I, dude, I had you for you, man. You can't. Hey, wait, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, hating on you. I'm not hating on you, but you could have snuck in a couple of movies. Nah, there. man. Then, all right, let's be clear. About, you haven't well, seen no, Harry Potter remember, either, so. Remember, hey, I'm younger than I was y'all. In my, I was in my 20s when Harry Potter was coming out, bro. Like, I didn't have time for new shit. By the time like, we weren't, like. By the what time, are you like, talking it was, about? You have fucking time for Alec Baldwin bear movies, and you don't have time for a Harry Potter <laughs> that's movie? That's before. Like, oh, wait, what? That's 97. <laughs> That's by the, before. By that's the like time, 90s. You don't even know. That's 97. By the time it was time for me to watch those movies, they were already on um, Half Blood Prince and the Deathly Hallows. It was too late for your boy. Yeah, I, I was out you, on Jeremy. it. But anyway, what I was going to say is I took it as a Harry Potter thing where like the wand chooses you. I was assuming that you need to take the drug in the lizard because the branch that you choose has some type of like meaning to your journey. And if you don't get the right branch, you probably don't get a staff is what right. I... Took it as. Word. Okay, cool. That is enough for this episode of the Book of Boba Fett. We have covered it all. You guys, fantastic to me. I don't get what you guys say. It was I awesome. loved it. It was great. I like, it was fantastic to me. Van, you're acting like I hated the episode. I said it was a solid episode. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anyone who has something bad to say about the episode. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking about anybody out there that's got a problem. You know what? Come to me. At Van, Is he, Van, you're the problem. Pull up. Instead of being the solution, you're the problem. <laughs> Pull up. Because Van, you, know you get up on here and you'll be like, we can't be capping. We can't be lying I'm about shit. Blah, 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 blah. Don't cap. The, the minute you love some shit, you like, fuck everybody don't who don't like this shit. Don't, blah, blah, don't. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not asking. I'm saying don't cap. I'm glad I'm glad people are out there. But what I'm saying, if you want to talk about problems and stuff, Book of Boba Fett, two out of two. Two episodes to me that are 10 out of 10s. Literally. 10 out of 10s? Perfect. Both episodes. Perfect. Perfect? This, epi- this episode right here was one of the best episodes of television I've seen. Perfect. I love it. Wait, 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 when I say love. Best episodes you've seen yeah. in terms of what? In terms of, all of whatever. Time? In terms of find me on Twitter at Van Lathan, pull up. Fuck out of here, care. dog. Yeah. No, no, we're not doing that. Best episodes ever. As one ever. of the best episodes, of, not ever. When I say we're supposed, to, people say best episodes of TV. They mean like in a like a sphere. Best and it's been, like, what's the sphere? Tell me what the sphere is. The sphere best. of nowness. Motherfucker. It's the sphere of nowness. The sphere of nowness. Come on, sphere of nowness. Cap. Sphere like of Nowness. No, you know what I love? Because you're backing nowness. down already, man. Do you know what? You're backing I'm, not down back, I'm not backing down. You know Because you can't even tell me when in terms you know of what? The, best, uh, the two best episodes of television I've ever seen are? Two best episodes of television. Three best. Three best episodes of television I've ever seen. Ever seen. One is from season one of The Wire. Okay. okay. When the episode where, where uh, they, uh, they kill What's-His-Face. Uh... Two is San Junipero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three, The Twilight Zone. And where does Book of Boba Fett's first two episodes rank? It's not it? there, okay? See, you backtracking. You backtracking. Uh, no I love, best no love for Winds of Winter? Winds of Winter, Winds of Winter is up there. Or The Battle of the Bastards. Like, Winds of, like, uh, Winds of Winter is up there. You know, Red Wedding 2. All of those episodes are up there. These are all up there. But we should rank our best episodes of TV ever. I personally, to me, San Junipero is the best thing I've ever seen. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. That I can say soundly. San Junipero is the best episode of television I've ever seen. Like was, it made me. I was, I was crying in my dorm room when I saw. Made it. me question everything, and made and made me elatedly happy. All right, give me some DC nerd news minute movie uh, music. Come on, John. 
Okay, cool. Uh, recast. <laughs> it's, it's like my first day out here, bro. I'm going to be real, Kerm. I'm trying to defend you, but uh, <laughs> what this I ain't do? your best day. This ain't your best day, I bro. played the sound that Steve gave me. Steve gave me the sound. I played it. By the way, I want you guys to leave that just like that. Don't change it. Leave Y'all didn't that. see Matt's face. <laughs> You're like, leave that. leave that just like that. Don't change it. Don't cut around it. I'm sw- I swear. No Spidey, man. Like hey, Kerm, you killing it, bro. Don't let, John, him, don't let doing, him get you down, Kerm, my you're guy. you're doing a great job. Kerm is one of the best at the ringer. He's one of the best at the ringer. Kerm's doing a great job. It's just, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's on a 10-day. So he has to work himself into the <laughs> office. <laughs> we, got a, we got a 10 day hardship <laughs> like he's on a 10 day he's got to work himself into office Kerm is doing great I love Kerm I'm just saying that was we gonna sign you for the rest of the year Kerm don't worry about it All right. All right. Uh-huh. you gonna get uh-huh. your money right got you uh, DC recast rumors lots of rumors circulating around big changes coming from the Flash movie so the Flash movie is rumored to reset the entire DC universe uh, undo Zack Snyder's DC First, the Snyderverse. It seems like it's un- going to undo the Snyderverse. It's not going to be canon anymore. Um, one of the main rumors coming out is Grace Randolph uh, be, uh, is coming from Grace Randolph, should I say. Uh, Superman and Batman out. Supergirl and Batgirl in. Here, let's read, let's read uh, Grace's uh, tweet. She said, quote, As I told you with update, the Flash Batflex final appearance, old footage of Cavill used on TV, new Justice League formed, Supergirl is new Superman, Keaton working with Black Canary picks Batgirl as new Batman. This is the new DC. Let's be open-minded and give it a fair shot. She continues, the Keaton Black Canary Batgirl stuff obviously happens in her movie to clarify. Mm. Okay. Uh, Your your thoughts about this. Your thoughts about Decanonizing the Snyderverse, number one, and then potentially replacing Superman and Batman with Supergirl and Batgirl. I, I feel nothing at this point. It's just <laughs> I expect nothing, so I just don't get let down. Like it's everybody's getting mad. Like how could they? And I'm like, guys, if a house is burning, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised when I come back the next day and it's in, it's it's ashes. And that's all respect. Like to to be fair, all respect to everybody involved. We just kind of know what time it is in terms of the Snyderverse of it all. Decanonizing at this point, the Warner higher ups have already been very, very clear that they don't, they they're not going to continue the Snyderverse, or at least they're not going to rehire him. They're just that's something that they moved on from. So if they're decanonizing it, the movies are still out there. You can still watch the movies. It's not like people are. It's not like HBO Max is like we're taking Batman versus Superman off the. It's just. Okay, sure. It doesn't... We've known this. It, the second thing, I have to see it. To be to be quite clear, Supergirl and, and Batgirl being the new Superman and Batman, sure, we have a new Batman movie coming out in March. I, I guess I'm at this point where I, I just don't have the energy to really be upset. Uh, Van, is this something where you're just like, when you read it, you're like, fuck this. I didn't like it, but understand why. So let's talk about the elephant in the room. For a lot of people that criticize this or are critical of this move, of this move, this potential move, this alleged move, 
they're going to be met with claims of your sexist. You don't want to see Supergirl and Batgirl take over these mantles and be the big deals. Okay. Um, you're going to be seen as the enemy of diversity, of uh, the enemy of turning the page and uh, giving somebody else a shot. Understandable, right? Uh, whenever there's a conversation surrounding this, we have to talk about the fact that we are trying, we're trying to widen the pond and deepen the pond for everyone to come in and feel represented on screen. And that's an amazing thing, and it definitely should happen. This is the problem with it from just the standpoint of, of storytelling to me. At some point, DC has to get their characters right, right? Before they give you a different dose of a character that has actually less of an actual following, less of a comic backstory in terms of people loving the character. They have to figure out a way to get the characters right uh, that people already love. Now, if they're saying they can't get those characters right and they might as well start over with new updated versions of those characters, cool, I'm excited to see it. But the reality is that they keep throwing shit against the wall and hoping that it sticks. If you're going to reset everything, reset it, start from scratch, go back to the drawing board, and build things up and build things up slower. Flush these things out on both television and TV. If you're going to if you're going to try to have an extended universe where all, everything is connected, then actually bake it slowly and watch it rise rather than just going to buy the pie from Ralph's and telling every, and, and putting a bunch of whipped cream and cherries on it and telling us to eat it and, until we get through the whipped cream and the cherries and we realize that it doesn't taste good. So, so to me, like, what I would say is I think this is another idea that potentially has the chance to be better in the headline than it is on the screen. Um, like, I ask people around me, like, are you interested in, in Batgirl being the new Batman in DC? And they're like, no. You know, now there is a Batman movie coming out, like you said. So that'll probably, like, you know, be uh, enough for people to kind of glom on to. Um, I think that the reality is that uh, Batman and Supergirl have traditionally been, excuse me, Batgirl and Supergirl have traditionally been secondary characters to Batman and Superman. If that changes, fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, like, I have absolutely zero issue with that. That's cool. But once again, I feel like this is kind of DC cutting corners. And I would just have people remember that the best movie that's to me that has come out of the DC EU is the original Wonder Woman. No, I, I go to the original Wonder Woman movie, love the movie. It's the by far the by, by far the best movie that's coming out of uh come out of DC. Uh Wait, so can I can I ask you this though, Van? Sure. I feel like once again, this is all edge. I don't know if any of this will happen. But the reason I'm like, I'm not even trying to be dismissive of any of this, but also, let's be real. How many times have we been here before with Warner Brothers where they're like, here's our plan for the DC universe, and then the movies don't do well, and then they pivot? So let's say this is true, that the, the Snyder stuff is decanonized and Supergirl and Batgirl are the new Superman and Batman. People still have to go to the Batgirl movie, and it still has to make money for them to go forward with this. Same thing with The Flash, same thing with all these movies. It's not like a Marvel thing where they have these things in my mind like planned out, we know what's coming, we know what it means. 
I think people people are getting really. Do you think people are jumping the gun a little bit? Because I could see a world where it's like Batgirl does okay, Batgirl does fine, but then execs are like, eh, like we probably shouldn't do a Justice League movie. Like I can see that happening. Like we're getting mad about stuff that, to be fair, isn't even greenlit yet. True. I mean, you're absolutely right. I could see a, a, a Justice League movie with Supergirl and Batgirl being fantastic. A Justice League movie with all different types of characters being fantastic, but it's going to have to be a big, it's going to have to be a good movie. Forget about who you cast in these roles, which iterations of the characters you cast in these roles. This wasn't the problem. It, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck weren't the problem. They weren't the problem. We, like they, they weren't the problem. None of that stuff, that wasn't the problem. The problem wasn't that those characters were too old, but the problem was that they didn't bake those characters through enough. Like, Man of Steel came out. People didn't love Man of Steel as much as they thought they loved Man of Steel. They fucking panicked. I mean, you know but I mean? to be fair, I don't think Man of Steel was that bad of a movie. Like, I actually think there, there's a lot of enjoyable stuff about Man of Steel. It was fun to watch. It just wasn't very well written. And Superman was too one note. By the time Cavill got his arms around Superman, big arms, by the way, by the time Cavill got his arms around Superman, they went away from it. Yeah, and so, but and he had the opportunity to be a, a fantastic Superman. By the time you watched the Snyder Cut, and you saw how he was confident, how he was a little bit, he was lighter, he was whatever. Like he was, he had figured out his charisma had been unlocked in the character. He was doing a great job, but he never got a script, and they never put stakes behind that character that made you guys care or want to be around Superman. And it doesn't matter who they bring in to be these new characters. If they do the same thing with this, it'll go the same way. But to be to, to be fair, though, Warner panics because here's the thing. How long did it take Chris Hemsworth to figure out Thor? To, like, carry a Thor film by himself and us to be like, oh, this is competing with the greats. It took him, what, three movies to get Thor Ragnarok? And maybe four portrayals of Thor to be like, all right, this dude has finally found his perfect Thor. Henry Cavill wasn't a bad Superman. It just takes these people a long time to play these iconic characters. But if I'm going to be real and I'll end on this, a Justice League movie, if they were just to replace Superman and Batman with new actors, I honestly think no one would care. Like, I, I think the general public would be, like, you could have the same Wonder Woman, same Flash, same Aquaman, and it would be like an Aunt Viv situation where it's just like, as long as the other cast is there, you're just kind of like, all right, I guess, yeah, I'm not going to stare too long at it. I think we're overthinking this thing. Aquaman is super popular. Wonder Woman is super popular. Just make another Justice League movie and just replace Superman and Batman. No one's going to care. Jumbo, you got something? Yeah, Kurt, yeah. can you do me a favor real quick? In in post, can you put uh, Chief Keefe laughing to the bank? The Snyderverse is dead. And I, for one, could not be more happy to hear They're going to eat you up, bro. They're going to eat I you I don't up. care. <laughs> at, at, at Joe Mia Dedderon, listen, bro. I've It's been years of clamoring for this, clamoring for that. You got the Snyder Cut. You got it. We don't need, we don't need three years of films for Snyder, right? You got Man of Steel. You got Batman vs. Superman. You got Justice League, the Snyder Cut. It's done. It's dead. That agenda is finished. It's over. Thank God. Oh, I'm I'm so sick. I'm so sick of the complaining and the crying. 
put it to rest. Thank you, Warner Brothers. I listen, like Charles and Vans have already said, we don't know what's gonna we're gonna see in this new Justice League movie. If that's what they decide to do, right? It could be good, it could be bad, we don't know. Ultimately, though, getting the Snyderverse out of here, that works for me. Whatever, whatever it takes, that's good for me. That pack is lit. We're smoking the Snyderverse I'll let you know what I think. I'll let you know what I think off the podcast, but, you know, I'm usually the one who's getting his ass kicked, but, like, y'all better come for Joe me, because y'all would have came for me. We're smoking the Snyderverse pack tonight. Let's go. Where do you stand? Where do you stand on this? Uh, I didn't hate the Snyderverse as, as much as everybody else did, but I mean, it wasn't done well. You know what I mean? Like, we who could act, who could argue that the Snyderverse was actually executed well? But I didn't, I didn't like it as much as everybody. I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. I enjoy watching those movies. I think those movies gave us some a lot of fun times, but it wasn't executed well. It just, I know, mean, it, it, it is also very, very funny that like we're getting to the point where like anytime we're talking about the Snyderverse, it's like. Everybody starts getting panicking and be like, all right, we like now they're they want the black Green Lantern version of the movie. And I'm like, guys, guys, right. right. We gotta wrap this up. We gotta we just, right. come on. New Batman trailer. Thoughts. Bat and the cat. Bat and the cat. Bat then, and the then, cat. You can, one is a bat and one yeah, is a cat. Yeah, we gotta let Van Cook on this. And one. And we cat. gotta let Van Cook on this. And the cat. One is a bat and one is a cat. Yeah. yeah. That's, that song's not it, man. You that go. Song for it. <laughs> that song was great. That's the song. By the way, that's the song that played in my mind when I was watching Bat and the Cat. Bat and the Cat. Um, it was good. I don't know why I'm not super excited for this Batman movie. Really? Yeah. Really. I'm, I'm with Van in terms of like, I think it will be a quality movie. I think it's going it to be great. Be- it's going to be really good, but like, yeah, I'm it's, not. It's going to be a good no. movie. I'm not. My issue is not with it. Like, I'm like, yo, Matt Reeves, he's going to kill it. Like, this is going to be something where I like all the actors in it. I like the director. I'm just a little batman out. I'm, or at least in terms of, like, I'm a little batman out of this version. Like, we've gotten so many dark, gritty Gothams. We've gotten so many tortured Batmans. It's getting to a point where I'm like, man, I just don't know why my enthusiasm isn't higher. It should be. Because every, like, it got all of the it's like, you know what it's like? It's like the Brooklyn Nets. You're like, all right, yeah, I get it. If they get a ring, cool. But like, who's going to be cheering? It's going to, it's just like, yeah, that's what you were supposed to do. Look, I'm going to see the Batman. The Batman is going to be great. The Batman is going to make a lot of money. It's like, well, I've said it before. It's not enough of a reinvention of the wheel for me to be like, yo, you know what I mean? Um, but seeing him as more of a detective is, 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 a, is alluring to me. Yeah, I think that aspect, the fact that like this is, you know, a year like year one Batman in the sense that like he's very early on, along in his journey. Well, he said as, year two. Matt Reeves has said oh, it's more year two. He's been fault. very much, it's not an origin story. Year two, you know, he's still a young bat. And then all the villains, you know, we have Catwoman, we have Penguin, we have Riddler. You know, it's not quite, you know, no way home level, you know, stuff, but still seeing all those people you know, on screen, you know, different points of the film will be interesting. They've done that. So, yeah, I know. They've done, they've done multiple villains. They've done that. I know, but like, but in like a, you know, this type of Batman, I'm interested to see it. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm not, I'm more, I think I'm a little bit more excited than you guys, but not not, in like a, yeah, 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 we're not shitting on the movie. I'm going to see it. I love Batman movies. I'm just at this point too, like, 
DC got a Batman problem. It's the only character they can get right. Where I'm just like the Flash movie is just a Batman movie. We got what a background. Like, what do you what do you guys think of what do you think of this trailer specifically though, Charles? Did it get you more excited or or anything it, like that? It didn't get me less excited. It definitely didn't get me more. It just it was just I was like, okay, yeah, this is the exact movie I think it it's going to be. It's going to be a detective movie with the Riddler, and there's going to be a lot of flirting with between Batman and Catwoman. Our yeah, that was what I got away from. I was like, oh, she's really going to be in this movie, like. I thought, you know, she would show up and then, you know, they would flirt for a little bit and then, you know, she would come back at the end to save him or whatever. But she's going to be in this movie, in this movie proper. So, yeah, it'll be nice. Peacemakers coming. It's HBO Max. Uh, wish I cared about Peacemaker. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 like, I just, you know, it, 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 I, I will watch Peacemaker. Look, guys, I'm not down on DC, okay? I'm not down on DC at all. Uh, not at all. I'm not down on DC. I just, like, Peacemaker, I'm going to watch Peacemaker. Uh, but it's coming pretty soon. You know, it's going to not be like Morbius and actually come out when all of our children are graduating grad school. Morbius will come out not after our kids are graduated high school or college. They'll have to go to graduate school, master's degrees, like Jomi, to like to 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 for us to get that movie. But uh, Peacemaker's coming out. Peacemaker expectations. Chuck Holmes. I have no expectations. Like I'm gonna. My expectation is I will watch this movie. I mean, this TV show. And that's not me saying like I think it's gonna be bad. I just think it's one of those things too where I'm like, I. I I don't know if I needed more Peacemaker after the Suicide Squad. Like, if this was like an Idris Elba joint, I would be a, I would be a little bit more excited. But so far, I'm just like, all right, I'll tap in, see what the first episode, second episode doing. But yeah, what about you, Jomi? All the reviews so far are you know speaking very highly of it. So I'm I'm interested to see like why you know they feel that way. Um, so you know we'll peep it. I think ultimately it it's like all the other you know. TV shows that we watch, you know, we see how it starts and, you know, if it's, if it's good through the middle and hopefully it lands the ending. Right. And so we'll just, I mean, we're just gonna have to watch it and, and see ultimately, but in terms of like, man, Peacemaker, I don't know if I'm there. <laughs> Y'all some like, DC haters, bro. Not, okay, Y'all but some like, DC haters. I like just, John, I like James Gunn. I like John Cena. It's really just like, you know, if someone was like, man, look at, you know, a show of a random character you saw in a movie for like 30 minutes, you would be like, okay, for sure. Yeah, it's the opposite of the DC Plus shit where it's just like, the DC Plus shows is like, oh, like we got so many movies of Wanda. So by the time we get a TV show, you're like, all right, it's her time. We want to see it. We're invested in this character emotionally. We got one movie with Peacemaker. There's not that connection yet. You got to do more work for me to be like, all right, yeah. So... Guys, don't kill us. We're just being honest with you. Peacemaker's going to come out. Peacemaker's going to be whatever it's going to be. I'm just saying, I just don't care about Peacemaker right now. And by the way, it's, it's, it's not, we, we, we established earlier, there's only so much care that a person has. <laughs> if you care about everything, you can't care about anything, right? So I'm, so I'm mm. like, you, you, know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like, there are a lot of good stuff out there right now. Hit Monkey is good. People like Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey is good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm all about 
fucking Arcane. How can I care about Peacemaker when I'm rewatching Arcane? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like you know it, it's like when Peacemaker comes out, I give Peacemaker its fair shot, but I would be lying if I said I was super excited about fucking Peacemaker. I make no bones about it. And to be honest with you, I'm super excited about The Flash. Super excited. Peacemaker, not so much. Not as much. Excited for The Flash. Excited for The Flash. More than Batman. All right, Charles, it's time for us to lock in. Lock in. On this edition of Lock In, we are locking in to something that you guys have been talking about a lot on the Facebook group. Echo Chuck Wagon, take it away. Let's lock in to some Cobra Kai. I binge watched the entire series over Christmas, Thanksgiving. This is a no spoilers chat. But Van, why aren't you tapped in? Like, why haven't you watched the 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 latest season, man? Um, because uh, it's the thing that I do with Kalika and we haven't gotten around to it yet. We'll probably do it this weekend. Oh, like, yeah. We you cheat, you're cheating on her with Boba Fett. I get it. Yeah, uh, watching it on the sleigh. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. But anyway, Cobra Kai season four, I finished it. You know, I enjoyed it. Cobra Kai is my guilty pleasure. Somebody walked up to me and they was just like, Cobra Kai, is it the best TV show ever? I'm like, no. They're like, is it entertaining? I'd be like, ab, so fucking lootly. Put Cobra Kai in my veins, okay? Once Van watches it, we have agreed off air. We're going to rank all of the fighters, adults bracket, kids bracket, but you had a special word for it. But uh, how much of a hoe they are? <laughs> some of these, some, like some, there's some characters on Cobra Kai that's straight wusses, man. Straight hoes. Van and I agree on this. Miguel and Robbie, like, don't got the heart for it. The Miguel and Robbie get on my nerves. Get on my <laughs> nerves. I haven't even seen this season get on my nerves. I think the 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 ladies on Cobra Kai way La- more La- badass. Russo Jr., his daughter, and uh, Tori kick it. At, Tori, like, Tori is here for all the shit. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm I'm gonna watch it this weekend, and then next week we're uh, uh, you know you know who Tori kind of reminds me of. Tori reminds me of like Whoa Vicky or Bad Baby. Like if they okay. <laughs> if we right. taught them karate, okay, because she just be like fucking fucking people shit out like. Uh, do you need to watch Karate? Do you need to watch Karate Kid to have to to watch Cobra Kai? Do you need to have seen all the Karate Kids? It, it definitely helps. I mean, I haven't seen all the Karate Kid movies. I've only seen two of them. I still enjoy this. And honestly, if we're gonna be real, they cut to the old movies so fucking much. At this point, I've seen all of them at least five times because <laughs> they love their flashbacks. Anyway, I love Cobra Kai. Joe, me, you should tap in. So you guys are saying I should watch Karate Kid, Karate Kid Part Two. Karate Kid Part Three. No, you just need to watch the original. If we're just no, do this. Watch Karate Kid, Karate Kid Part Two. These are gonna go by fast, Mm Jomi. You can come over to the house and we'll watch them together. Watch Karate Kid Part Three, and then years after that, there's a movie you don't have to watch called The Next Karate Kid. You never have to watch that. (laughs) But that came literally years and years and years after. When I say years after, I mean like years after. Mm-hmm. I mean like the next Karate Kid might have been like 94, 95. It was 94. I looked it up. It was 1994 and it right. was on like fucking Cinemax or like Showtime all the time as a kid. So, yeah. yes. So, but it's a long it time. Is, so don't, don't even never you don't need crazy to for anyone she, that to bring that movie not up when talking about uh, Cobra Kai. You know, shout out to Hillary Swank, who I worked with on the movie, by the way. You worked with Hillary, uh, Hillary Swank? Yeah, yeah. Daddy. Why All did right. you say it like that? Because, what? man. What? 
well, I worked with Hillary Swank on a movie called The Reaping. That's it. That's all. That's no, there's nothing more to the story other than that. I didn't that. hear what you because you, you you were making noise with your mouth that didn't really translate I do that, to words. I, but when I when I really get excited, I gotta give things a yeah, daddy. Yeah, dad, dad. You know what I mean? You don't have to though. It's like a personal choice. Yeah, I do. I have to do it. Okay, that's a wrap for us. House of Art returns with their deep dive on the book of Boba Fett. That's gonna be Friday. Do not miss that. Okay. Do not miss their deep dive. Do not miss people talking about one of the greatest episodes of television in the current sphere of nowness that we currently operate in. You said ever. <laughs> also, next Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to be back with our reactions to the next episode of The Book of Boba Fett, which is also probably going to be amazing. Let's face it. It's probably also going to be crazy good. It's amazing. Well, Book of Boba Fett's killing it. At Ringiverse is on Facebook, IG, Twitter. Join and send questions, ideas, and thoughts. Producer credits. Our producer today is Jonathan Little Spidey Kermit did a fantastic job. Jomi at dinner on his own socials. Hashtag free Jomi. Hashtag promote Jomi. Hashtag explain it Jomi. On social media and additional production from Steve Allman. Of course, the cuddly New Year's bear. Arjuna Ramgopal and producer TD. Charles, take us out. This episode is wrapped and the Midnight Boys are mighty. But I got to be real. Not your strongest effort today, Lil Spidey! <laughs> we love you, Kerb! We love we you, Kerb! We love you, Kerb! Kerb is the man! <laughs> <laughs>